And, I, and, and God said, the same thing you were complaining about for messing up your day earlier is the same thing you need now to have fun. He said, and this is what he said to me, he said, so you can complain about the wind or you can fly a kite. Isn't that good? And he said, that is what your enemies come to do. It don't feel fun. It sometimes feels like it's blowing all your stuff around in your life. Sometimes it feels like you're really cold because you want to wrap up in a blanket. And sometimes it's ruining your picnic, right? But later on that day, I needed that same wind I complained about to do what I was doing with my daughter, which I enjoyed. So the same thing that we complain about is sometimes the same exact thing God is trying to use to give you a brighter day. And we want, listen, I always tell people, never pray the prayers that take away the process of greatness. Stop praying, God, take away the enemy. You need to start asking God, what kind of kite am I to fly right now? What is it? Look at your enemy and study and say, what is this pulling out of me? What is this doing for me? Because God says, in Romans 8, 28, that all things are working together for my good. That means everything that's trying to work against you is really working for you. Amen. Just a little bit of review. Is that all right? Let me jump into the new stuff. Now, if you didn't get the whole message, I do want you to go back and listen to that. I got to move on. So hold on to your seats real quick. We're going to move on. Now, what and why am I fighting? Last week, the big question on the board was, why am I fighting? Two things that will make you fight. Number one. Number one, your purpose. And I got a scripture for you in a minute. In fact, if you want to go ahead and turn to Mark chapter 4. Mark chapter 4, and we're going to start. Uh, where are we going to start? Let's see here. Let's start at verse 13. I'm not going to read it yet, but let me just, that's where we're going to end up, so you can go ahead and find it. Okay. Now, your purpose will cause your enemy to be revealed. Okay? When you are called according to his purpose, according to Romans 8 and 28, 29, all the way through 39, it's talking about who shall come against God's elect. Who shall bring a charge against God's elect? Who is it that condemns? It is he who justifies. It is Christ who died. All these different things. It says, Bible says, who is it that can separate you from God's love? So your enemies come when your purpose is revealed. Now, you say, well, it looks like, Pastor Mike, as soon as I started going to church and really, and I really kind of got serious and I wanted to focus on God, it seemed like that's where all the chaos started happening. Has anybody ever had that feeling? I have. It seems like, well, at first, now when you're going to church, nothing happens. But when you start trying to take what you get in church and take it to your job and take it to, when you start trying to spread around and you take another one of the devil's people, you see, because everybody, the God and the devil, they both want the people. God wants to live in you and the devil wants to live in you. They both want to live in you because whoever controls the people controls the land, okay? So God wants to use you. The devil wants to use you. Now, when you're sitting in church, nothing's going on. As soon as you come and sign up, say, I'm going to be a part of this, this uh, E-team thing, uh, Pastor Mike. I want to get hooked in, plugged in. Number one, your life will go to a whole other level. But your life can't go to a whole other level until you fight a new devil. I'm giving you the truth now. I'm not trying to scare you. What I'm trying to tell you is, because listen, don't be scared because everybody has a fight in here. Everybody's fighting something. I know sometimes we walk around and our response is, how are you doing, brother? Well, I'm blessed and highly favored. That's what our church response is. Well, in reality, we really want to say, I'm about to lose my mind. Um, my wife is acting crazy, my kids, my marriage, my finances, my job, my 
driving me crazy. That's what we should be doing when we come here. You know what? It drives me crazy, but I am blessed now. That's how I know, because he's trying to drive me crazy. Amen? Amen. So your purpose, when your purpose is made known, your enemy will challenge you. Moses, when he came into his calling, he goes back to deliver the people. Pharaoh had already taken the people over, and Moses used Pharaoh to get to his next level. Okay? Moses transitioned from a running from the law fugitive, a man who was running from, you know, Pharaoh's army for 40 years. He comes back, and that same devil uses, God uses him to transition Moses into the deliverer. Because once the people saw Moses take down this enemy, the people believed more. At least they believed enough to follow him into the wilderness. Amen? Sometimes your enemy has not come to take you out. He's come to establish you. You will not be remembered except by the enemies you overcome. You're not going to be remembered because you had a good job and you went to school and you finished your grades. And you, and you, you know, I, I finished high school, went to college, I got my, my BA, my MBA, my PhD. I got all those things. I'm going to be remembered. Nobody cares about that. What we do care about is when we see you take down a giant and we go, okay, how did you do that? Because I got a giant just like that. People only care about the battles that you overcome. They don't care about our accolades, our trophies, and the things we try to boast about. I'm telling the truth. I know that's hard. You got your PhD. I know. Took you all that time to get it. And nobody's going to remember it. That's, that's pretty tough, man, to hear that. I, I know. I know. I know. See, I'm, I'm having to pay back some school loans right now, too. You know, not for my degree. I'm, paying, I'm helping pay another one back for my wife. <laughs> but the, the reality is this. She is not going to be remembered for the NBA. She's going to be remembered for the devil she fought away in Smyrna. She's going to be remembered for some of you who she's pouring into. She's going to be remembered because she helped you take your giant down. You're going to remember that. Amen? You may not even remember who your college professors are in a little while. But you are going to remember that giant you fought to break through your depression. To break through your finances, to break through that sickness, to break through that to that next level. You're gonna remember that, amen. So your purpose reveals your enemy, and your enemy comes to take you to another level. Next, let me read the scripture. Here, here's where I want to target today. So that was a little bit of review. I'm gonna have to massage that in a little bit more. Let me have Mark chapter 4 on the screen. The next thing that will cause your enemy to confront you. Now, this is a big one. And we're going to continue on this next week. So whenever I get to my time, I'm going to stop. We're going to continue next week. Amen? Mark chapter 4, write this down. My enemy will be revealed when I get a word. A word. All right? We don't come to church to hear the latest, greatest sermon that you never heard before. We come to church to get a word. A word that will speak to you in your season. A word that will trigger something to break you through. A fresh word can still be John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Right? I've heard that a million times since I was a kid. But when you hear that and you have forgotten that you were loved, when you hear that God sent his only son because he so loved you, that's a fresh word right there in your season. Amen? It takes you from depression to feeling glad and happy. It's, it's that exchange God gives in your life. So the word of God comes. Now here's what the word is for. The word comes to plant an image in your heart of your greater day. You should be writing these down. 
Your word comes to plant an image in your heart of your greater day. The word of God does not come to agree with your current situation. It's quiet, so I think we're learning psychology here right now. Okay? It doesn't come to agree with your situation. It comes to break you through to see beyond your situation. I am preaching now. It comes to help you see what's on the other side of that battle. See, when you hear a word on healing, and you might be feeling sick in your body, the word of God doesn't come to agree with what's going on with you. The word of God comes to take you from being sick to being healed. It comes to transfer you. It comes to transition you, which leads to my next point. Your purpose in the word of God that comes into your life is coming because you are moving to another level. Okay? Your enemy is like a sign. When you're traveling to the beach or you're traveling on a vacation, when you leave Atlanta or wherever you're going to or from, you start to see a sign that says, you know, Florida, this way. And there's only a, maybe one sign in Atlanta, but as you go a little further down, a little further down, Savannah, keep going, you start, the closer you get to your destination, the more signs you will see. Except sometimes you don't see the sign in the sky that, that, and the angels singing and the dust coming out of the air vents and all that stuff that people say they see. Sometimes you just see a bunch of devils. And God said, when you start to see the devils popping up in your life, especially when they're bigger or more frequent, and you say, Pastor Mike, it's been one after the other after the other, I'm telling you, good, keep going that way. Keep going that way. It's just a road sign to let you know you're almost there. Because devils don't guard junk, they guard treasure. Amen? They don't guard nothing, they guard your destiny. They want you to stay blind and stay alienated, the Bible says, through ignorance to the life that God has planned for you before the foundation of the world in Christ. It's a free gift, it's a free journey, but you have to access it, you have to get to it. And the way you get to it, you're going to have to go through some devils. Now since we have so many, God has said, I'm going to use all your enemies to let you know you're going the right way. How many of y'all got enemies right now? Could be old mindsets, could be people, could be anything. Now, I want you to think about those enemies. Now I want you to think, what are they trying to block me from? There's a reason for this enemy. God never sends pain without purpose. The world will give you pain, and there is no purpose. But God, if he ever allows pain or discomfort, it's to get you going. It's to get you moving. It's like the mother eagle when she plants, the, when she builds her nest, she cushions it, pads it with all types of twigs and stuff like that. But underneath all the padding, there's a layer of thorns. And when she's ready for the baby eagle to fly, she plucks away all the comfort so that the thorns stick into the side of the baby to force him out. I am preaching. Your enemy has come to force you out of being normal and into greatness. You should clap right there. Your enemy has come to be a, a thorn in your flesh, like Paul said, so that you can see God's grace is more efficient. He said, my grace is sufficient for this battle. That's good news. I'm going to get to this scripture. Whew, I'm doing good on time. Don't worry about what time it is. Amen. Mark, chapter 4, are you there? Say amen. Watch this. Because this is where we're going to bog down a little bit. And he says to them, this is Jesus talking now. And he says to them, do you not understand this parable? Because he just got done telling them the parable of the sower. Okay? And the sower, by the way, sows the word. And the word is the word of God. Okay? But watch this. 
Do you not understand this parable? How then will you understand all parables? The sower sows the word. So I'm up here and I'm sowing the word, okay? When you're out telling your friends about Jesus, you're sowing the word. Okay, next verse. And these are the ones by the wayside where the word is sown, where they hear. Say, where they hear. Where they hear. Satan comes when? If you want to know why your devil has come right when it has come, it's because of that last word you got. And he's coming to challenge it. Let's see what else happens. When they hear it, let me stop. Faith comes by and hearing the word of God. So, now, let me walk through you with this real slow. Grace is God's undeserved supply for everything you need in life. Faith is how you take what grace is supplied. You don't have to have a deep man strong faith, right? Faith is a gift God gives you to take the grace he gave you. Both are a gift. God gives you the faith to take what grace provides. Oh, is that too deep? You understand that? So, when I say that, why does he want to steal your word? Because faith takes what grace provides, and faith comes by the word of God. If you need a breakthrough, you can have it by faith. But before you can have it by faith, you have to have it as a word. If you need a breakthrough, you have to have a word on that breakthrough. If the enemy can stop you from getting the word on that particular matter, then he can stop the breakthrough. Because you will not have the faith to apprehend it unless you have the word on it. Preach Holy Ghost. That's good. When they hear it, Satan comes when? Why does it come immediately? Because when you leave church, you get in the car and you immediately turn the radio back on. Though. I don't even know the stations around here. Turn the radio on and it's whatever was on before you got here, and it's, the word starts to dissolve. And it, it, it was just kind of in your head in here. But the Bible says, meditate on the word day and night. He told Joshua, he said, Let not the words of this of this law depart from you. Meditate on it day and night, and then you will give yourself in success. In other words, meditate means to basically say it again under tones. Say it to yourself. Say it over and over and over. I am a conqueror. I, you know, you all things through Christ and give strength, right? And you say it to yourself, kind of undertones, even as you work, and you, you're repeating the word to yourself so that you hear it, and it goes from information to revelation. When your information becomes your revelation, your situation will change. That's right. That's good. When your information becomes revelation, the situation has to change, right? When you get a revelation, the situation is going to move. Y'all see why the enemy wants your word? And you see why he comes immediately? You see why churches are hard to grow? You see why churches are on the decline? Because he's stealing everybody's word. He's stealing everybody's word. You know how he's doing it? Media, friends, whatever he can do. Amen. He comes immediately and takes away the word that was sown in their hearts. That's what he's trying to do. Next. These likewise are the ones sown on stony ground. But when they hear the word, immediately receive it with gladness. Next verse. And when they have no root in themselves, and so endure only for a time afterward, when tribulation and persecution arise for the word's sake, immediately they stumble. Here again, we're talking about the enemy against your word. This enemy is coming to take your word. Now, 
when you come in here, this first group of people he's saying, listen, they come in, and I, I preach the word, they say, oh, praise the Lord, Pastor Mike, oh my God, praise the Lord. And y'all walk out of here talking about it, and y'all just, oh my God, that was so awesome, so awesome. And then what happens? It only endures for a time until, what's that, what's it say right here? Tribulation and persecution. So when the enemy comes, you, you don't imagine the guy showing up in the red jumpsuit. Okay? That's not the devil. That's Superman. Okay? This ain't the guy who's coming to steal the word. Okay? Tribulation and persecution. When you leave here, and someday it's not like this all the time, but when you leave here and somebody calls you and they start giving you the business or whatever, whatever your situation, you know your enemies. Whatever the tribulation, persecution, you get home and there's an unexpected bill in the mail. You get home and one of your children got sick. You get home and something happened. And, and listen, you should rejoice because I'm telling you, first of all, that thing can't stop you. But secondly, that's the proof that you just got a life-changing work. If you don't ever have to fight battles, I submit to you that you're not doing anything in life. If it's just going along, going strong, and you got your stuff going, I'm telling you, if you just, listen... You're not, you're not even, even probably pursuing your purpose. Because as soon as you get engaged with that, the enemy's coming. Alright. Now, tribulation and persecution arise, arise. Why? For the word's sake. Why did that trouble come? Because you got a word. I say that you can be free financially, and then you got home and you got the bill in the mail. Why? Because of that word I told you at church. The enemy knew that was coming, so he's throwing you a contradictory piece of information to try to steal the word. So you go, well, okay, I know that one day I know we will get out of this debt. One day I know Pastor Mike. I remember one guy was telling me one time, he's like, I'm in so much debt, Pastor Mike, I can't give. And I told him, I said, well, if you don't give, you're never going to get out of debt. Because if you're living by your means and your paycheck, you're never going to get out of it. The enemy's going to keep piling it on, keep piling it on. But when you tap into God's stuff, and you operate God's word, now you are bringing God into the situation and he will take the debt. Is this good? Give me the next one, please. I don't remember why I told him to stop. Okay. Now these are the ones sown among the thorns. They are the ones who hear the word. Next verse. Watch this. It's all about the word. And the cares of the world, the deceitfulness of riches, I think that's very funny, not the deceitfulness of your enemy. The deceitfulness of that real good job that took you away from coming to church. Mmm. Mmm. Let me pause right there. They gave you a promotion, but you work on Sundays. The devil ain't behind some of that stuff. You have to analyze that. If you take me out of church where I'm getting my work, connected to my people, you gave me a good job, how long will that last? Okay, but what happens if I get fired? What happens if the company goes out? I just missed all of that opportunity and all of those promotions God could have gave me. And I took man's promotion and I missed my word. Woo, I'm preaching. It's real funny when we get somebody coming to plug into the church. I always tell them this. You're off on Sundays? Yeah, I'm off on Sundays right now, Pastor. Okay, you want to help out? Sure, I want to help out. I said, all right. Fight for your schedule. Said, what do you mean, Pastor? I said, oh, he's coming after your schedule. Your boss is going to give you probably a promotion, but you're going to have to work on Sunday. I've turned down many, many promotions. Even at church, even when I worked in the church as a staff member. I've turned down many promotions for greater money because it took me away from my purpose. My God. Y'all hear what I'm saying this morning? Y'all don't want to hear that. Y'all don't want to hear don't turn down the money. I'm praying 
for money. What do you mean turn down the money? Amen. All right. Got a few more minutes here. So here, so then listen, it's coming for the word. Can I give you guys in the back? What else? Give me, give me the next verse. Let me see if I want to finish this because I need to move on from this. Okay, let me finish right here. But these are the ones sown on good ground, those who hear the word, accept it, and bear fruit. Some 30 fold, some 60, some 100. Every word you have has a potential of 30, 60, or 100 fold return. Okay? And it's different for each person. Now, it's not up to my best day of preaching to make you get a return. The Bible says it right here real clearly. It's the one, listen, it doesn't say it's the preacher who gave that awesome dynamite word that made your life turn into something great. It was the one who sat in the seat, took the note, meditated on it, put it to work, plugged in, and did the stuff, and just by faith stepped into everything God had. This person accepted it, and it bare fruit. You don't, you can't, look, listen, we, we get the blame, and that's okay. Churches get the blame for, well, you know, I was going to stay with that church, that was going to be my home church, but I really wasn't getting any word. So you go to the next one, I really wasn't getting fed here either. And you go to the next one, well, the kids' ministry wasn't perfect there, so, and you go to the next one, you got to be looking for where you get the word, and then at some point in your life, let me pause real quick, and just tell you I love you, I say this. At some point in your life, you got to take responsibility for your own word. You got to take, listen, I don't care if I preach the best, most fluent service you ever heard in your life, or if I get up here and fumble through every sentence I make. You got to ask God, God, I'm sitting in here. You are well able to give me a word through that man. And take responsibility. And when I used to, when I traveled, I would tell people this, because I was, I'm in my 30s now, but I was a lot younger when I started this. And so I would say, hey, I know I'm a young guy, but this is what I want to tell you. You pray to God right now, especially, you know, older folks are probably looking at me like, what's that young man got to say to me? I want you to depend on God and say, whatever he says, Lord, give me a word. I've had my daughter say stuff to me, and I'm like, she don't even know. God spoke through her to me. I've had, listen, I had a man come up to me years and years and years ago. This guy was drunk. This guy, he smelled alcohol. I'm talking about, looked like he just crawled out of a ditch somewhere. And I'm pulling up to get a, a haircut at the barbershop, and I'm sitting there. Now, I had just entered the ministry, just entered the ministry, not even probably a year into it. And I'm work, I was working installing cable and doing some other stuff, and I was doing both. I was working in the ministry and working out the field. And I'm in my work truck with my work clothes on. I had never, uh, never worked on staff at the church or nothing. I was still a volunteer. And I'm sitting there, and I'm about to back out, and it's late at night, and it's at this barbershop, and I used to get my haircut. A lot of guys hanging out in front of the barbershop. So I'm backing up, and this guy walks up on my window real fast. And I was like, because like I said, I described to you how he looked and smelled, okay? Now my window cracked a little bit. He said, he said, hey, I want to tell you something. And I was like, yeah? I'm looking for my, you know, something. He was like, and I want to tell you everything you said. I don't want it to sound like I'm bragging. He gave me a word. But he said, he basically said, you don't know who you are, but God is going to use you. This is a drunk. He said, God is going to use you to take the gospel all around the world. He said, you think some of these other things are great that you're seeing, that you're looking at now? He said, it's nothing. God is going to, and he's got a name and stuff. So I don't want to sound like I'm boasting. I'm saying that God can bring a word to you at any time through anybody. If God can speak through a donkey in the Bible, God can speak through anybody. You understand that? 
God can speak a prophetic word into your life, and it will take just the word alone will take you to another level if you learn to receive it. You should clap right there. If you learn to receive it, I'm giving you the word. I'm laying it down the best I know how. We want to create an environment where people receive the word. Okay. All right. So let me go to my next thought. Your enemy, so, so we got these different enemies. Now, I told you what the enemy is after. He, he wants to take you away from your purpose. He wants to take you away from the word. He wants to take the word away. Now, I got so many different enemies, Pastor Mike. How do I know which ones to engage? Because you know you can't fight everybody. Right? You can't fight every battle. Understand? So here, how, how do I know which ones to engage? Listen to this. Your enemy... Give me 1 Samuel 17, 26 on the screen. You don't have to turn there. I won't reference this, but you can write it in your notes if you want to go back and check it out later. Your enemy just wants your attention. Yeah, that's right. He just wants your attention. Here's another reality. Your enemy does not have to destroy you. All he has to do is distract you. Now, have you ever been sitting down on your computer, get ready to, if you work in an office or whatever, and you jump on Facebook, check. 15 minutes later, go back. Like, oh, I, how long have I been on here? That happens to me, all right? I have to turn it off, man. I have to block it out. Only put the thing I'm working on on the screen. Because if my enemy can come in and mess with me while I'm doing research or whatever I'm doing, I'll be on Facebook, you know, 15, 20 minutes. I'm like, he distracted me. I just wasted it. Then my wife comes home and she's like, ready to, you know, I got to play with my kids now. And I just. The enemy is trying to distract you because he doesn't have to destroy you. This, but this takes away that, you know, the devil comes and he comes looking like this big, ugly demon to tear, to destroy you. Listen, your devil is coming to distract you. It's that thing you got invited to. It's that job promotion or demotion. It's that little thorn in your side that irritates you. Whatever the devil can do to get your eyes off of your purpose and away from the work you just got, that's what he's trying to do. He wants your attention, but God wants your attention. He just wants you to, to give your attention. So uh, I had a um, very good example. I had uh, recently, I had a person email me about, you know, the church and was saying some stupid stuff that, you know, saying we are, that's pretty cool that we already getting some haters. And I was like, hey, you're nothing. Yeah, you really going to hate me pretty soon. But like, we didn't even, you know, we just getting started. But, uh, you know, and my pastor from, from my home church, uh, he used to say, you haven't arrived until they create a website about you, talking about you. You know, until you are doing something so so much that people have to talk about you. But we had somebody do that recently, and they sent me inboxes and stuff, saying stuff was going on, which is a total lie. But you know what they want me to do? They want me to get on there and battle back and forth. You just want my attention. You you can't stop me. You're just trying to get me to engage you. And let me show you the scripture. Watch this. Who which battles do I fight, Pastor Mike? This is how you know. 1 Samuel 17, verse 26. David spoke to the men that stood by him. This was when the uh, Israel army was standing and they were getting ready to fight against the Philistines. And this is what David he comes out. He's a young boy at the time. He comes out and he says this. What shall be done for the man who kills this Philistine and takes away the reproach from Israel? For who is this uncircumcised Philistine that he should defy the armies of the living God? Here is the question you have to ask before you engage your enemy. What will be done for me if I win this fight? If there is no reward, don't fight. If you get a 
person talking at you and they're, and they're coming against you, like I told you last week, and, and uh, Jesus said, you are blessed when men uh, speak evil things about you and persecute you falsely. Now, if you have that going on at your job or in your family or whatever, you just, you don't have to go back to them and battle and say, well, you know, let me tell you what is really going on. I'm telling you right now, that ain't really the truth. But you, if you give that thing your enemy, you're letting it know that it matters. You, you don't let your enemy even know that you even heard it. You ignore it. You walk right on by it. You know how you silence your enemy? You just succeed. You don't have to go to him and shut him up. And as a matter of fact, the Bible says that no way performed against you can prosper, comma, and every tongue that rises against you, God shall condemn. So if they're talking about you, count yourself blessed and just keep on moving. I'm telling the truth. Amen. So you engage the enemies that have the spoils. So when all of these different enemies come at us because we're trying to start this church and we're trying to stir up this movement in the city and all these critics start popping out because they're going to and they're going to try to come against you and they're going to try to take your focus and they're going to try to do the things they got to do to pull you away. They're going to try that. When they do that, you got to look at them and say, hold on, there must be a reward on the other side of this. And if you look around and you don't see nothing but you might gain your opinion or you might gain something, what is that good? If they say they love you now, what did you gain? If they still hate you, what did you lose? You just got to keep on moving. Amen? You say, I got to keep moving. I got to keep moving. I ain't got time to talk to you. I'm doing something for the Lord. I ain't got time for you. Amen? How do you know? Your enemies guard your rewards. The ones who have the spoils. The Bible says that uh, the reward for killing the Philistine, Goliath, was that the, the family would be exempt from the king's taxes and the person who did would have the king's daughter's hand in marriage. And David said, I'll, I'll do it. He said, I'll do it. Why? Because there's plenty of rewards for this battle. Amen? Amen. All right. So the other thing, how do I, how do I know which one's the fight? Number one, is there any rewards? Is there a reward for this? All right. Number two, how do I know how, which one's the fight? The ones that stand between you and your destiny. The one, only the ones that are in the way of you and what God has told you you're going to get to. Okay? So if you come in and get a word on healing, and God said, I'm going to heal your body, and then you get a, a, a lying symptom that comes in your body and says, you're not healed, you need to engage that enemy and use the word of God and say, by his stripes, I was healed. I was healed when he took stripes. And that's how I'm receiving that word. And then that word is creating the faith, and the faith is apprehending the healing. And I have the healing because it's provided by grace. Do y'all understand? Am I going too fast? So you take those enemies head on. You don't engage people that don't have anything to do with your purpose. You don't fight against people that are not going to take you. Listen, if there's a Goliath before me, and I know that God, because see, right before that, David was anointed, the next king of Israel. So if I know that God's given me a word that I'm going to be something, and by the way, God thinks a whole lot about each and every one of you, and you are going to be something. God wants to use you for his kingdom. Not just to work in the store you work in or the company or the job you have or the business you own. God wants to use you to impact the world for his glory. And when you start engaging that, an enemy will step in front of you and challenge that. Now, if the enemy comes in front of you and there is no, you know, he's not there to derail you from your, if he's not in, basically this is how I do it. If he's not between me and God, then I don't even worry about it. If, if this table is him, I'm not even worried about it. But if he's in front of me and I'm going over here, then I have to engage him. Y'all understand that? You engage the ones that are right in front of you. Is that good? Amen. 
Now, let me, let me give you some application for this, because I got to, next week, here's what we're going to do. Next week, I'm going to show you, because I, I basically tried to describe to you a few things. Why is your enemy here? Why are you fighting? And what is it that you need to do about it? All right? Next week, this is the, not, it's not the last part of the message. It's Mother's Day. But I wanted to say this next part for next week, because I'm going to show you how to have the victory. I'm going to actually give you the weapon to overtake every enemy. And here's what's funny. The, the, the weapon that you got to use is the same weapon for every enemy. It's the same weapon. You, you do it in different ways, but it's the same weapon. It's really just an attitude and a mindset, but there's a huge, huge scriptural basis i got to unload on that next week, so you don't want to miss that. Because now we know there's a reason for this enemy, and now we need to find out, okay, there's a reason for this enemy. Now I see what's happening. I know I need to engage this one. How do I do that? What do I do? Because everybody in here, I don't know what your, your, your church background is, but we don't all know what to do. The enemy is beating us senseless, and we just we just wanted to stop. We're just like, Lord, please, please stop this, this mess. And God said, no, I'm going to train you, and you're going to take this thing down, and I'm going to be with you when you do it. Amen? Amen. All right, so let me give you a little bit of application. I want you to, this is what I want you to do with this word that you're getting today, this word. Don't forget, the enemy's coming immediately for your word. Be aware. He's going to come through a little distraction, a little deviation, a little deceitfulness, a little argument with somebody. He's coming for your word because if he can take your word, he can take your future. He can take your future. That was big. Do you understand that? If he can take your word, he can take your future. Your, the word of God is the path. you got to follow the word. Amen? So here's what I want you to do. You're taking notes during the message, I hope. And if you're not, this is what I want everybody to do. I want you to go to the, to the website, ExcelChurchAtlanta.com, and I want you to, to go ahead and get the one from last week and put that in your phone or put that on your computer or whatever you download it to. And I want you to meditate on it, this particular word, and I want you to meditate on it until you have that breakthrough in whatever area that you're dealing with. All right? And I'm telling you, you know how you're going to break through? It's really, really easy. God doesn't want you to get up and fight every day. You know, as a matter of fact, the Bible says the only labor in Hebrews, the only labor left for the believer to do, the only work left, because Jesus got on the cross, he said, it is finished. Everything about your life is finished. As a matter of fact, according to the Bible, you don't even have a need. Because the Bible says that God has provided every need. Okay? So, how do we get those things into our lives, okay? You need to go, and I want you to meditate on this. And enter God's rest. Meditating on the Word of God will paint a picture in here, and it's going to be probably contradictory to the one that you see here. Okay? You get the picture in here, and you follow this picture. Okay? You don't follow that picture. Y'all understand that? So I want you to get that in your mind, and I want you to meditate on it until next week. And I'm telling you, the difference between a person that's meditating on it this, you know, all week long, and the person who just hears it and, you know, the Bible says it endures for a moment, but there is no root, that person is constantly getting his, his you know, when the, when the uh, distraction and the tribulation come, he's constantly losing his footing and going back when he should be moving forward. Amen? Amen. So I'm going to finish right here. Let's do this as we close. <laughs> now, I want you to take that application, take your notes, and I see a lot of good notes taking going on.